How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Weekend Variety Show for Saturday, November the 27th. Hello, everybody. Hope you're well. Hope you're having a great weekend. And today, I want to talk about video game awards. I think this is a super interesting topic because it's something that if you spend any amount of time on the internet in the late part of the year, you're going to hear a lot of people talking about. And, you know, there's a lot of gaming awards that happen. There's, of course, the Game Awards, hosted by Jeff Keighley. There's the Golden Joysticks, the BAFTAs, the Dice Awards. And then, of course, every single gaming media outlet has their own Game of the Year awards as well. Some of the biggest ones being Giant Bomb, IGN, Game Informer. And I guess with so many different people doing so many different things, it can sometimes feel a little overwhelming to be like, which ones should I be paying attention to? Which ones should I care about, if I care at all about awards? And I guess that's why it's so important to understand the context of which these different awards are presented. If you're somebody who just follows specific influencers, like Giant Bomb, and you really love all the personalities that are there and the fact that they do these hours and hours long deliberations about what should be Game of the Year and all the other awards that they have, then obviously that's the one you're going to watch and you're going to enjoy the most. Right? If you listen to my show every single day, and I'm probably going to do some kind of Game of the Year show at the end of the year, well, you're probably going to be more interested in listening to mine than, you know, Average Joe. And that's super cool. I love that, and I love it because I think a lot of people understand the context there. I'm not here definitively saying that there was one game that is the Game of the Year. I'm just saying I played a lot of games this year, and I want to tell you my favorite one. Or what I think is the best one. You can agree with me, you can disagree with me, but ultimately it all lands on me. Or a group of people, if it's a different media outlet. And this means that the game that wins the various categories is entirely dependent on the type of gamer that I am. If I'm somebody who only plays indie games, like Super Auto Pets, then that's going to make it to the top. And you're going to be like, what? How did Super Auto Pets beat blank? And I guarantee many of you are going to be saying that when you listen to my show at the end of this year. That's because I haven't played them. Now, this can totally swing into the opposite direction, and that's when it comes to fan-voted awards. If we think about something like the Golden Joysticks, which has been around since the early 80s, they've been around forever, this is a fan-voted award. Anybody can vote on the Golden Joysticks. You can do it at any point. And of course, the Golden Joysticks are going to favor the more popular games, the games that sell better. And that just makes sense, right? If you look at the most recent Game of the Year award winners, it's Resident Evil, The Last of Us, Fortnite, Breath of the Wild, Dark Souls. In fact, they even did a Game of All Time award recently, and Dark Souls won that. And many of us saw that and were like, what? Dark Souls as the best game of all time? Ultimate game of all time? Not any of the foundational stuff that, that formed who we are as gamers, like Tetris and Mario Bros. or Space Invaders. But it's important to know that context, right? As soon as you understand that it's fan-voted by a mass audience, then of course, this is a popularity contest, not a true analysis of the best games of the year. And then I think there's this very interesting middle ground, which is... I guess traditional awards ceremonies like the Emmys, the Grammys, and Jeff Keighley's The Game Awards, where you have a panel of judges who aren't just random people who play video games, but are actually involved in the industry. They have specific knowledge of how video games are made, and they obviously have an expertise about the industry as a whole. I think it's often associated with like a level of pretentiousness, right? I mean, you watch these award ceremonies, and they're so full of pomp and circumstance where all the famous people are doing all the famous things, 
And then, of course, the awards themselves are supposed to be so prestigious because of the rigorous analysis and rigorous uh, judging process. Now, I'll let you decide how much weight you're actually going to give that, but that's the beauty of it, right? We can sit here and we can argue that Game X and Game Y did not deserve to win the Game of the Year award at the Game Awards, but that's a great problem to have because that means there's a lot of very good video games being made. And ultimately, I'm going to encourage you. It's very fun to participate in these shows and to watch them and to anticipate what's going to win, but don't get too invested. Don't forget that these are people who are entirely different than you and enjoy totally different things. And nobody deserves anything. We're all just here to have fun and to celebrate what makes video games so awesome. My friends, I'm out of time. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's greatly appreciated. Of course, at the end of the year, I will be asking you for your game of the year. We'll probably do a mailbag or something like that. And I will talk to you tomorrow, okay? So until next time, happy gaming, everyone. The TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Hey, friends. Oh, I'm excited to do Game of the Years this year. I mean, probably none of it is going to be surprising to you because I just talk about it on this show all the time, right? I mean, especially on the After Show. But even on the weekend shows, it's like every time I play a game, I make a weekend show about it. So just take a scroll through that list of weekend shows and you'll probably find the games that'll be on my Game of the Year list. I mean, it doesn't help that I don't also play very many games that come out through the year. I mean, let's look at the nominated, uh, the nominated games at the Game Awards. What have I not played? I haven't played Psychonauts 2, Ratchet & Clank, Resident Evil Village, Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread. Okay, so every game nominated for Game of the Year I have not played. But some of the other categories, Returnal, Life is Strange True Colors, Guardians of the Galaxy, Kenna Bridge of Spirits, Far Cry 6, all of the indie games except for Loop Hero, like... How can I come on here and be like, ah, yes, I have the perfect game of the year because I haven't played them. I would really like to play them, but man, that would really, that would really screw up your wallet, wouldn't it? So anyway, what we did last year was we just did a, uh, a round table with me and Kato and Sam from Games as Lit 101, the game professor, put it up on the YouTube channel and the three of us just like, none of us had really played a lot of games from the year. So we we're like, here's the games we did play and here's what we thought about them. But then... We also talked about, here's the games that we wished we played the most, you know? Like, kind of like our most anticipated of games that had already come out. Uh, and then the other thing we did was like, hey, what are the games that we played for the first time in 2020? Games that did not come out within the last year, but that we played and, and really enjoyed. And in that way, we were able to fill out a lot more time on the show. <laughs> and, well, you know, we'll probably do it again this year. Unfortunately, we were on a bit of a time crunch last time. We only had about one hour. I, I think we can go longer because there's three of us with three lists, so there might be a better way of figuring out the format, but in any event. I don't know, my favorite game awards were always um, Total Biscuit. He had, uh, oh, what did he call them? Ah, uh, yes, the Arbitrary Video Game Awards. The last one he did looks like it was 2016. Oh my god, has it been that long? Oh, he passed away in 2018, so maybe he didn't do one for 2017? I don't know. Anyway, so he had a bunch of really fun categories that were basically just like the things he cared about the most. Like, he didn't have a game of the year. He, like, this is this is what he, what he had in 2016. Best soundtrack, that makes sense. Most striking aesthetic. Uh, the It's Finally Done Award for Best Thing to Come Out of Early Access. The Stop Pre-Ordering Video Games Award for Biggest Launch Disaster. The Never Too Late Award for the Most Improved Title of the Year. Or even the game that most surpassed my expectations. Right? Like, he just gets super personal and unconventional. 
And again, if I played a lot of video games in a year, I would love to do something like that. I don't think I would ever do, like, best RPG of the year or something like that. Because, uh, I don't know, I guess it's just less fun. Like, everybody does that. I would, I would love to do something like most striking aesthetic. That's right up my alley. And way more self-explanatory. When they're like, hey, best game director. I'm like, what? How do you know how they directed the game? What does that mean? A lot of, a lot of awards in general, not just in gaming, but in general, feel very ambiguous. Sometimes it's very clear. Best costumes. Yeah, got it. You can see the costumes with your face. And then the person who made the costumes takes the award and you're good to go. But then, you know, I don't know. Direction is always the one that gets me. How do you, how do you know that something is good direction? How do you know it just wasn't edited really well to make it look like the director was really good, you know? <laughs> anyway, it's good to have fun with the awards without taking them too seriously. For the first time ever, Shelby and I did the, uh, the Academy Awards, the Oscars for the movies, the most recent one, and that was a lot of fun for us. We watched all the Oscar noms. Nomadland ended up winning, which I was kind of sad about. I really wanted Sound of Metal to win because that was such a good movie. But Nomadland was good as well. Anyway, folks, yeah, I'm out of time. I'm out of here. Thanks for, thanks for everything, and uh, check in tomorrow.